I've hit the button. We're off. Oh, we're off. We're off. The last pre-pod that we did was was not very good. Because That's because Chris, Chris tried to script it. I for just us. put some things. Out. Chris, I realised that's wanted, why I didn't do it. I realised it was nonsense. shit. Chris wanted to have some organised spontaneity. <laughs> <laughs> organized <laughs> fun <laughs> everyone goes to Chris's house for a party house, that's what you get <laughs> organized fun I don't organize anything <laughs> especially not fun yeah. <laughs> yeah fun is near the bottom of the list of things that I do organize <laughs> and I don't organize very many things so yeah so that so there's no none of that today there's just oh. there's just this nonsense Welcome to The Good Roundup. Good is a brand consultancy in the UK and from time to time we get together and we talk about the world of brand and, well, basically brand really because that's what we do at Good We Do Brand. I am joined as ever by Ms. Julie Murduch. Hello. And Mr. Chris Lumsden. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, it's a sign of things to come uh, in the next 30 minutes. It's because I cut off a joke chat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome to the longest long. 30 welcome. minutes of your life. Wait, he's doing emails, I can't believe he's doing No, I'm not, I'm looking, I'm actually looking at my notes. Oh, very good. Oh, I've got see. some notes. That's doing a lot of scrolling, have you got a lot of notes? I've put it up big so I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. Um, so anyway, <laughs> never mind the brand bollocks. But that is the topic of today's podcast. So what we've done is... We have gone away and we've had a little think about the thing that annoys us about the world of brand. Well, it's because we it's because we sit around and sneer at stuff an awful lot, and we thought we'd better put them together. Well, oh, I mean, what come do we on. do? Yeah, but with the point is, it's with we don't. Okay, yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. We sneer and people. laugh, but and it can you know, and it's quite bitchy. No, it's this, what is going on here? Who are you? Bitchy. It's not bitchy. We're not on video. No one. No, can see no one can see the shock and horror that's expressions on your face. Okay. Julie and I. Okay, no, you're quite right. It's never bitchy. No, we're not. Julie and I are the milk of human kindness, and we 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 talk to be progressive and positive about the feelings that we see within our industry. That's that it. is yeah. what we do. It's the you same so things that keep crop up, yeah. keep cropping up. So we're making a list of them, and we're going through them in podcasts. <laughs> We all collated a list, didn't we? And we've picked one of our... We've Mine's a long list. <laughs> yes. Shocker. I'm know, sure our three listeners will be very shocked to hear that. <laughs> a long list of things. That is the one thing I'm organised about. It's right, a, writing be, a list of things true. that annoy me. It's a wonder you're even still in this industry, to be fair. It is a wonder. Still well, there's been moments. Grasping that belief that he can make it better. So the format of today is we're going to pick our... Not necessarily at all, but the, the most front of mind annoying thing about the world of brand, uh, the brand bollocks. And we're just going to have a little chat about it and see what we think. So I think what we'll do is we'll we'll go to the, the top of the table. We'll go no, to I the. No, 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 you've got a long list with big notes. We're not going to waste time. I'm still that. trying to choose which one I'm going to go with. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to go first? Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> Kicking off then with. What's on your list? On my list of brand bollocks, uh, millennials which is something that's oh, so much talked about. It's a good one. 
I know. It's not that, you know, I don't have a fundamental dislike for millennials per se. <laughs> Maybe some of them, but not all. Uh, so this Who are one, they again? Who are they? They are, based, it's just an age demographic. So anyone born between 1981 and 1996 is classed as a millennial. Not any of us. No. <laughs> but, so this one is about segmentation. And you hear this, I think this is, this one, of, mm. this is one that we hear from both, and I think both, Client side and agency side. Oh, we're our industry. We, when we say the industry, least, we mean the agency. We mean industry. us we're as well. As, we're worse. Yeah, pro. Yeah, we probably are. To be fair, talking. You hear people talking about targeting millennials. Inverted commas. Whatever that targeting millennials, looking for rich experiences. Targeting millennials, mm. so looking for digital only solutions and blah blah blah. But. The point, if we think about the point of customer segmentation, it's about more accurately, it allows us to more accurately target customers with a message that's relevant. So are we able to broaden that one out? Because I agree and you've picked out millennials. I just hate the concept of overthinking targets. Yes, I know. However, right. <laughs> the point about the well, the point about millennials is that by referring to millennials as a segment, as people do in targeting millennials, we're assuming that, that they like and value the same things, that they behave in the same way. And the reality is that they don't. It's just a group of people that happen to be born around about the same, well, within 15 years of one another. So then there was a researcher that Mark Ritson quoted recently, actually Martin Shearer, I think his name is, Dutch guy, who did a study of 15,000 millennials from 20 different countries. And it was looking at attitudes of millennials in comparison to Gen Xers and post-war baby boomers. And the reality is that attitudinally, there's nothing hugely different about millennials as a group of individuals. There's two billion of them of the plan- on the planet. <laughs> and the only thing really that unifies them is the fact that they were born between... 81 and 96. So fundamentally, they don't qualify as a segment if we think about segmentation as something that allows us to more accurately target customers. It's so it's no, completely useless. Yeah, well, it's not completely useless, but I oh, think there's on, no... you don't sound pissed no, off enough. It's not, it's not completely... <laughs> I think it's, it's about... Well, when we talked about this earlier, it's no... I think targeting... Targeting millennials or segmenting based in tar- based purely on that age demographic is no different to segmenting based on... Gender. Um, gender or race. And this is what we'll probably come on to touch on about your point about overly complicated c- customer profiles. We should be focusing on building customer profiles based on common needs and behaviours and interests as opposed to purely based on age or, like Stuart said this morning, it could be, you know, location, you know. Yeah. To, we're going to target people in Scotland with these new shoes or whatever. So I think... Waterproof galoshes. So what is the summary of this? I think it's ban all talk of millennials when it comes to segmentation because it's lazy and lazy segmentation leads to poor targeting and ineffective comms is my summary. Very good. The only thing I'd say is I wish you were more angry about it. Well, I mean, I think, well, well, Julie, again, because we're more positive. (laughs) We're we're saying, I I think when you were talking about it there, Julie, the the kind of thing that was running through my head, it was the laziness that you touched in the end. It's just like... So what we're going to do is target millennials. You go, why don't you fuck off? <laughs> and it's is it like, another part of the industry that we have where they love to make things sound more complicated than they need to be? 
Well, I know, or, or the flip side in this case, making sweeping generalizations about a whole generation. Good. Exactly. So it's you know that's that. that's the lazy bit. I think the what your your point about overly complicated customer yeah, profiles is actually the opposite. That I think, and this is the overarching theme that we've t- talked about. Well, this is not. the narcissism of small differences. Well, no, this was oh, actually, this was actually no. just the, the 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 seeming kind of uh, compulsion within our industry to make simple things complicated Correct. for whatever. You know, yeah. to yeah. justify our existence. And that's not necessary either. It's terrible. Terrible. But customer effective, useful customer profiles absolutely have conceptual a place. Conceptual targets. Conce- there you go. Conceptual Keep targets. I like conceptual Can targets. you go a little bit more into conceptual targets, please? For the so people? they are groups of uh, people who you can bind together through some sort of commonality. Or act. So the one I was talking about. Um, soccer moms. Soccer moms. Right. Uh, you know, because there is something that binds them together. And yeah, you, but the crucial thing, crucially, it's attitudinally correct. as opposed to, you correct. know, they happen to be the same age. Indeed. But is it not the fact that what happens with the millennials or the Gen Zers or all that kind of stuff is that people start putting attitudes on them? Mm. You know, yes. which is actually the yes. part of the challenge as well. So Because it, it all it, started after the war, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. So suddenly you've kind of got this kind of attitude for a swathe of population that might not be... Right, and that's what that research, the research that um, Mark Ritson quoted was. It was based. It's Mark. Mark, Did I say that already? Martin Shear. But the, it was basically looking at, like I say, millennials, Gen Xers, and baby boomers across five different attitudinal groups, and basically there was a relatively similar and equal split across all each of them. So you had. Millennials that were, I think it was conservatives, challengers, creatives, socialisers and achievers. They were in every one of those groups. Mm. So you can't say these guys are millennials and they're all socialisers. Do you know what I mean? And that means they're blah, blah, blah. So, Yeah, I've I've never really followed, I've never really understood that. And I I, I don't know whether it's just to do with laziness or apathy or just because, or because I believe that it's the equivalent, marketing equivalent of kind of star signs. You know that, it's like, what does that mean? (laughs) Well, I'm a Pisces because I, I, I was born in March. I mean, fuck's sake. I think one kind of... I think, it doesn't make me any different to someone that was born in July. Do you know what I mean? does. But, I was born in July and we are very different. Yeah, I'm Scorpio and I'm a fucking sex machine. <laughs> right? Right? Scorpios are pure fucking but, sex machine. It's no, it's no coincidence that Scorpio starts with an S. So does Shark. So does Shark. So does sex machine. It's only one in the room with But do you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. that, it's that kind of applying labels to things and yeah. believing they behave I, differently. But brand people generally oh, love, love labeling love stuff. It. A label and Especially, an acronym. Can I get enough of it? Especially planners that are let off the lead. I think what makes it a little bit more difficult is when you hear clients sometimes, and sometimes us as well. No, not to be, no, I'm just making sure, because I do, I agree with you, I think it's, we're all guilty of it. It's, um, we're targeting millennials now to future-proof our brand and moving on. I'm going, and it's also that kind of thing where like these they're putting traits on people at the age that they are, what, 20, 30 and everything else and saying, right, and this is how they're going to be acting for the rest of their lives. And so we're future-proofing the brand now for maybe when they're becoming a bit more affluent in 10, 15 years. And I've heard that. And I'm going, what do you mean you're what mental. You mean yeah, you're yeah. off your tiny no. nut. And uh, yeah, that annoys me. That's so, a good one. So we're all right with that. I just wish I was a bit more angry. Well, well, there's only enough room. There's there's only enough room in in the world of podcasts for one angry person. (laughs) Walks three. I know. And I think we'll be. I know my place. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I'm sure I'll find something to get angry about in the next. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll disagree with me. Is it me now? It is you now, Chris. I'm going to go with brand onions. Oh. 
question. Now, the internet's most read article. Now, it Correct. Is, it is the internet's most read article. Uh, every so often. You know it. <laughs> every so often. What's wrong with you today? So uh, we have a journal on the site and uh, in the... When I occasionally look at the analytics to see which our content is performing best, by far, by a country mile, for years and weird. years, uh, the article that is read the most is Chris's thing. Which about, was basically, I fucking hate brand no, no, onions. Is it, is I think the, it, well, the, well, we think it's because of the title. Brand onions don't work, and it was just basically me ranting about how I hate them, which well, I'm just going to summarise here. Well, Google uh, ranks you number one or number two for the term brand onion. And so the, yeah, so the first thing you do is educate people about why they're bollocks. I hate them. I hate them. You're going to tell us why? I just... First of all, what is a brand, brand onion? It's one of those visual metaphors that... Are, and other receptacles are available, like... Ladders. <laughs> pyramids. Keys. 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 <laughs> pyramids, <laughs> ladders. <laughs> It's such a lot of shit, and I think it, it's the re- receptacle into which every kind of generic-sounding term <laughs> that's used to describe a brand is thrown in an attempt to make it seem different or differentiated, uh, and it represents the heart of the brand. And I've said that it doesn't represent the heart of the brand. It represents the heart of the desk drawer that it's thrown into and <laughs> forgotten about because they're just so complicated. It's like... And I remember in my article, in the article I wrote, I, 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 at the beginning of my career, which, you know. It's quite some time ago. Quite, quite some, some time, time ago. I used to think it was, it was me that I couldn't reconcile all the mm. bits together and that it was a failing on my part. But the longer I've done this, the, real, the more I realise it's not me, it's everyone. And, you know, because you get values, visions, missions, reasons to believe, personalities, brand promises, promises, everything. Everything goes in there. And then you've got to try and reconcile all of these things into something meaningful and it's just there's just way too much of it for that to to that for that to work so they um, they have been responsible for much of my kind of confusion and indifference around branding and and the more and as i say the more and more i do this the more i realize you don't need them which might sound counterintuitive from people that run a brand company but you know the the best brands in the world don't need all that shit i don't think i think they just know that they need to make a really good product and and their marketing or branding needs to make you fucking feel something. Mm-hmm. And you can't engineer feeling out of a fucking onion. You can engineer <laughs> anger out of it. But it's uh, this uh, it, again it's back to overcomplication for me as well. You know that and I, I wrote a quote down from a guy from booking.com, I R Ian Dirk Dirk, who said his one unchanging principle of marketing is to have a good product at a great price that you can buy easily. Now, I think that's great because it's really simple and it's not overly complicated. And I think the brand part of that is, yes, you can wrap the product in lots of intangible associations which create create the brand, but this product still has to be good. Mm. So I just think you don't need all of those millions and millions of terms which is almost this kind of desperation to sound smart you just need to zero in on what the one or two things are yeah and then live it and make people feel that so again because i'm always interested in what why, why do you think that's this, this has come to pass why do you think because i think there's there? a desperation for on our industry to intellectual overly intellectualize the process and things that we do it's actually really simple but we 
maybe because we want to be seen to be able to charge more money for it or something. I don't know, but lead clients down a garden path, they say, what you need is a ladder, then a pyramid, then an onion, yeah. then a key, and then you you know, you know stand on your leg, you spin around three times and, and pick the first word out of the dictionary. I think, yeah, and, 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 th- and that's your brand. I think the dif- I think as a profession, you know, and maybe this is unfair, but in, certainly in years gone by, probably still, you know, there's we and we talk about wanting to be thought of as a kind of as a as a professional service, as opposed, you know, lawyers or accountants, where clients will come to us to benefit from our expertise to address a specific business problem. But mm-hmm. the pro, and I think it's a bit like design in that everyone, because everyone has an opinion on design, and everyone thinks they can do a little bit of marketing. And it's that I think we've got to where we've got to because it's if you make it sound a bit more difficult, if you make it a little bit more complicated, it creates that veneer of this is actually really complex, and you you know you have to be a specialized marketeer to tackle. It. Whereas, There's an esoteric veneer laid over the top of it, which is just even more. It's almost like well, serving think, and <laughs> you know just. Oh. Well, yeah. Well, I think if you accept or if you present that actually at the heart of it, this is. You know, these are this is pretty simple, and you can tackle it in this way. That it's almost not admitting. I don't mean that, but by acknowledging that it's relatively simple, that is almost devaluing what you can bring to the party in terms of expertise. But actually, well, we don't think that's the case. Yeah, I yeah, it's just uh, it's just a nonsense, it's, oh. and we do, and you do see it. You do, and I I do think that the more inexperienced the marketeer the more heavily they rate these tools. I, I think it's, the, I mean, and as you know, and I've mentioned this maybe a couple of times, I love a framework. I've mentioned that before. Is that a brand onion framework? Well, no, and I think that's the challenge sometimes with frameworks is that the kind of thing is you see it and it kind of makes some kind of ordered sense that you fill that and you fill that and you get that to there. So you feel smart. Yeah, and and it, and it looks good going up. You know, you point that up and you go, look, here, here's, here it is. And again, you never really disagree with a brand onion because it's never saying you're a shower, we're a, we're a bit arrogant on the phone. You never really hear that. So it's all nice things about the business mm. and it's all in one page. And it feels good and everything else, and then it's actually the practical application of that. That's when it starts. Yeah, to it's, yeah. Not, because it's a distraction. Ninety percent <laughs> yeah. of the information that's in a brand onion is a total distraction from actually what lies at the core of the brand and the product and yeah. what you're trying to do. Yeah, and it kind of for me, it's also what what do we you know why are we here in the process? And I think the kind of key thing in it about that brand definition process when you're going through it is actually that objective viewpoint yeah. about asking you know asking the questions about the business and saying well we can find out something about the business or as we're showing you Chris Ellen, we can tell you where your business isn't working brilliantly as far as the brand is concerned and everything else and making it better and I think mm. that's what it is and sometimes in, that yeah. doesn't live in an onion that's it not a deliverable the, yeah it invites the wrong type of scrutiny from people to yeah. say you know in, in, a, in the worst kind of box ticking mentality yeah that and when you when you reduce the process of branding down to that level of administration mm. or that kind of you know administrative effort to, to make sure that it tries to tick every little value or every little yeah. part of an onion you have nothing mm-hmm. and you th- have nothing and this i think and this is was actually one of my other points but it will touch on, it, on around you know uh, uniqueness and brands who have a yeah. often misplaced notion that our client you know that their brand is genuinely unique to others in the market and I think that in within those onions you often see USPs and the mm. reality is that mm. 
most brands have very little that significantly differentiates them from what else is on offer in the marketplace. And it's just another bottle of booze trying to claim something unique about its process or another pair of trainers that's introducing a new technology or new material. And I think that, and this is... Um, Byron Sharp's point about mm-hmm. the importance of and if, you know the, the importance and effectiveness of distinctive brand assets, and that a disproportionate amount of your time should be spent and invested in creating those distinctive. He calls it meaningless distinctiveness. Well, and that well, the, the opposite being meaningful differentiation, which is really unless you're an Apple who's putting a computer in your pocket and calling the phone or a. Just listening to you two, they're talking in meaningless differentiations and differentiation mission. You know, I mean, and I was putting someone else to be fair. Yeah, no, no, I know, but I mean, I think the kind of challenge that you could put back in that is that at least a brand onion is simple to get your head around. No, but it's not. It's not though. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I think it's simple to get your head around when it's a piece of A4 paper. I think when you try to execute on it, it's hard. Well, and point size nine. Well, no, yeah. To get all yeah, the words in. Yes, yes, because I don't think, because I think when you're showing it on that slide or on that piece of A4 when it really should probably be A3, nobody will disagree with it because it's all nice things about you. And I think that the yeah, execution... But it's bollocks. I know it's bollocks, but the thing is, it's... For fuck's sake. <laughs> what's, your, what's your point, Colin? My, point, my to... point is when you're then kind of going, when, when you're going the whole differentiation and meaningless distinctiveness uh-huh. and everything else, it could be argued. That's as much toss. Yeah, I know. That's you know, it could it could be argued. I, yes, it could be. But I think in 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 respect of what Julie was saying, she was quoting a, a someone who's written a book for practitioners, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, and and it's not necessarily. I would argue it's not necessarily the same thing because what it boils down because it 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 boils down to something really simple mm. rather than something really complicated. That's a good. That's very good, Chris. Yeah, it's very good. That is very good. We're very proud. You too. You're at it. Right. So <laughs> no, anyway, what, no, so that's what, a good point. Yeah. But yeah. So, so so what's your t- what's our takeout on onions. brand onions? That it's unnecessarily Never. complicated. And I'm not saying that. I, what I'm not saying is that something isn't. I, I I don't. I'm not saying that they're completely irrelevant. I'm saying something's needed, but it's not. Not. Not at the level. We of tend to work in the rule of three and values and things mm. like that. They're mm. really useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not not least because you can remember three things. And our own yeah. values, there's three of them. Three is a really powerful number. Some some organizations end up with like seven or fourteen yeah. and it's like, what are you doing? Well, we know I think we're looking at a brand key just now that's got nine distinct I mean, components to it and underneath each oh, one of those components yeah, there's another right. 15 things underneath <laughs> yeah. and you're going stab me in the heart yeah. with a bit of paper because yeah. I'm, I'm never going to remember it and no, no one ever does no. so anyway that's good well in true shark fashion oh here we go I was going to I was going to talk about the long and the short of it because not necessarily the long of the short theory but all the stuff that arounds it that rips my and but I think I might change my mind oh. he's changing up and he's going to hit us I'm going to go and it's, and it's after listening to your very uh Good points around the brand onion, which becomes overly complicated, and I'm and um, I would like to take it to something else, which is actually overly the oversimplification, and it's Simon Sinek and the why, mm. how, what, mm. and I think what's happened is the opposite has kind of happened from brand onions, but what what you then suddenly get is well, you get the brand onion with all the points and the layers and everything else, and now you've got this almost reaction to it I would suggest where you then kind of go your why how and your what why being your purpose how being your process and what being your process again which is kind of crazy because of what it's done 
So the reason that you know you've got your your and I keep forgetting, I keep having to read it. What, why you're, you're, well, see, see, is it, is it how what why? That's the rule of threes with too many H's and W's <laughs> in it, frankly. But you've got your why, your how, and your what, and your why is in the middle, the how and the what, and everything else. And I think what can tend to happen. This is linked to the discover your why, isn't it? Yeah, all that mm. kind of. That, that, that'll, that'll Start discover with your why. why. Yeah, Start and I, with why. With, not, not, not always. Really. Not always. <laughs> and I think this is where. And it's. Because and sorry to cut across mm. the point I made was that it's the what that's really important. What is it that you make? Well, yeah, the what. And I think. And, and that. But when you look at the brand onion, you get all these things. I think this has been a natural reaction to kind of reduce it down to, well, it's just three words and we'll fill it out and we can all do it in a workshop and we can put that there and out there. And I think then people then think the the job is done. So you can, but actually when you then start to execute on that, you run into problems because it doesn't really express the brand in the way that we mm -hmm. like to do it, which is it's relatively abstract, isn't yeah. it? You can't then pin that down. It feel, Again, it gives you that kind of warm glow in a meeting. And I think it's the same challenge with Brand Onions, but except it's trying to simplify it, but the same problems goes like, how do you execute on a why we do and what we do and you need values to underpin it and I think when you see it you can go how how will that work and I just think it's a I think it's a nice exercise to do in a workshop I just think it's difficult when you then make it part of your brand and how you execute it yeah. without things under, underneath I, it and I do agree with that because I think there is we've worked with a number of clients over um, particularly over the last few years where their challenge has been just you know getting a sense of unity through or no unity is not the right word but throughout the business and understanding of really what lies at the you know what what lies at the heart of what we do kind of thing and I think the I do think the what how why can be useful if you're you know but the why doesn't you know the you, you know it can be, call it a brand promise call it a proposition call it a whatever you know it's the kind of what are you I just I do think it has a role to play as does the as using you're, it as you're a, working really hard to try and try justify, and justify. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not it's because okay I'm to say that we think that it doesn't work well I don't I don't think I agree with Stuart I don't think it works in isolation because I think it's become very fashionable yeah. because yeah, of Simon Sinek yeah. yeah and it might work with some in some instances but Across the board, it's not a one size fits. Yeah, and I, I, I just don't think it's got legs. I, I don't, I really don't think it's got legs. I think it's a good workshop exercise where everybody can get fussy, but then at the end of it, there is a bit of so what for me, and you kind of go, so, so what do you do with this? And I think if you try and carry that on without fleshing it out further, yeah, and and it doesn't allow you to, it doesn't really um, it doesn't give you that, it doesn't give you the same tools or platform that something like core value does to say, right, what does that mean in terms of tone of voice? What does yeah. it mean in terms yeah. of language? Do what does it mean in terms of messaging yeah. frameworks and hierarchies and mm. all that kind of stuff? So, yeah, I do absolutely agree with that. But I think, and you're, and actually, you're, I think you've probably made a very good point, Stuart, that in terms Thanks, of a workshop shop exercise and almost like a bit of a kind of anchor point, it gives you, it's a re really useful reference. But in terms of a brand on a page, it's quite a yeah, yeah. bit so, of thin veneer. So I guess what you're saying is it thing. can be complementary, but it doesn't give you much of a platform to and, build and, anything. Yeah, and I, and I think it's just another reaction to the complication, but actually you're, you're only, you actually only complement it down the line because you'll get nice three sentences which will kind of wrap you up a little bit. Yeah. But it doesn't really and describe you can draw that. them in a... Yeah, so in there's a circle. a circle and you can pretend it's been hand, hand done and, you know. But I, for me, it when you're then kind of going, how am I going to put this in a social post? Yeah. You're fucked. <laughs> and um, you know, and, and then you're actually back, and then what happens is the problem that you're trying to solve at the beginning just kind of stretches out. So you really need these values just to kind of 
make sure that everything that you're doing is in line. And I think that's something that, you know, Darren's very good at. So it provides it more there. practical guardrails for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a bit of a laugh, I think, doing that as a workshop. But I think it's the real the real test of it is there. And that's the kind of thing that when I go, because we've seen that a couple of times, we've done our what, why, who, when, when, and I'm going, oh, and I went, what are the values? Oh, what is the button? And it's difficult to get things. So that's the well, thing that yeah, and we, that. We, we didn't do that for ourselves. What, the what, why, why? Well, well, to be fair, we did, we did actually, we did it as part of that's the exercise with Rob. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But we didn't, what we didn't end up with was three, three state, you yeah. know, I think it's, it's one in a, it's, it's, it's something in a toolbox that can be useful depending on who the client is and what the task is. But as a brand on a page, what yeah. do we fundamentally, and, and as a, to, as something that is going to allow you to, like you say, develop a distinctive tone of voice and understand where you fit within the market landscape. It's not, it doesn't, it doesn't do mm. that in its on in isolation. Yes, I would agree. So that's what that burns my bush. So what have we learned from our? His <laughs> bush is burnt and his ribbons ribbons knitted. What have we learned from our? Well, we, you're the angriest out of the three of us. I change my mind on things, and you know, I zig when people zag. You know, that's me. <laughs> that's what sharks do. Right, he's do you know he is banned he's from future podcasts. the pod. marketing <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Dictionary. I think you'll find I was uh, I was skating to where the punk's gonna be. That's what I was oh, doing. God That's what I was doing. Cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just using the, taking the low hanging fruit. So oh, well, I, um, I, th- I think it's kind of I think it's about being simple but not too simple, and actually about you know that that is our thing really. It's kind of making sure it's as simple as possible that it's got a life. It's not just about. A one and done. It's the the fact that we all agree that you're trying to create something that has legs and and lives beyond that consultative phase. Yeah, I I think and you know that Jeff Bezos quote. He's come up already today, but you know that people. He said people always ask me what's going to change in the next ten years, and he said that strikes me as the wrong question. What's going to stay the same? Yeah, because that that question is the one that our industry's fascinated about and loves the shiny things his point was what's not going to change in the next 10 years and he related that to consumer behavior or consumer psychology around you know consumers are are enduring since the emergence of the consumer economy they've always wanted the same things and that's going to remain the same and i think that is what drives my frustration in a lot of this stuff and that we forget we as an industry we're terrible just forgetting the the basics really really the real basics and that's what drives my frustration all the time in that stuff because I think that's such a a pertinent point he makes and that's probably why he's the richest man on the planet because he's built built the whole strategy and that stuff that doesn't change it allows you as he says allows you to build a strategy around it and he did by Mm. god did he do that with consumers that that always want low prices, fast delivery, and a huge selection of choice, you know? You yep. nailed it. Soon he's going to be delivering the COVID vaccines. Oh, yeah. Hi. And he's wee drones. He's wee chilled <laughs> oh, drones. Yeah. He'll be doing it in the wee drone. He's no daft. Oh, he's no daft. <laughs> oh, thanks for that. Hold on, I'm just going to write that. Write that I'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, no daft. Chris Lumsden. <laughs> wee bit daft. I'm sure he'll be delighted to know that he's well, been they, checked. I know. <laughs> sure he will. Mr. Bezos, we need to rip up the brand onion. 
<laughs> this is where you're sending you a brand onion. It's been all right for me, prick. <laughs> it's been all right. <laughs> and I've done my who, what, why. And listen, we've so done all right targeting millennials. So, <laughs> so what, what do you, Dex, What know? do you guys know? <laughs> <laughs> right, well, that was good. And I think we've got more. I think this could be an occasional series. And I'm sure the listeners are delighted with that. <laughs> no, he doesn't. What else can we get angry about? No, well, the next time we'll try and be happy about something. <gasps> to be fair, we've been quite happy. It's just Chris has been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just Mr. Angry bring over the worst out of me. I've got some others on my list that will do just the same. Right, before it descends into complete debauchery, oh, hit the button. Okay. Play the music. Bye. Bye bye.